Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Detailers, are you ready? Grab your beer and sit down in your favorite spot. It's time for the community pub. Move over to the community pub and uh, we've got Derek and Nick on. Others will join in. It's interesting that uh, Nick's hopping on. Uh, Nick uh, details currently at Tesla. I do. Ah. Home so, sweet home. Uh, have you, have, Clayton, have you seen the new Tesla Center out in Broken Arrow? No, I have not. I'm going to have to come check it out. Yeah, Nick is not there, but uh, no. Nick no, is. No, I wish. <laughs> no, you don't wish. <laughs> you, you, you wish you're, you're glad you're in Nashville, man. We're talking Broken yeah. Arrow, Oklahoma. You much rather want to be in Nashville, <laughs> yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, I'd rather be in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Nick, what does detailing at a dealership look like for you? I mean, it's it's really consistent and it's and it's really easy for me personally. The conditions are honestly better than I could ever imagine. You know, I work in a heated and cooled, you know, enclosed wash bay, you know, a stationary, you know, electric pressure washer. I don't have to lug around everywhere, you know, good chemicals provided to me. I don't have to worry about the cost. Everything's kind of handed, you know, handed in say, Hey, order what you need. You know, you set it up on our dime. And you just do the work and we'll pay you along with that benefits and stuff like that. You know, you don't have to, you know, I'm, I'm a small guy. I don't have to worry about overhead. I don't have to worry about, you know, a bunch of employees, at least right now. Um, it's easy, honestly. It's easy and consistent. And it's a really easy way to get a lot of good work done. At least compared to, you know, running a mobile, a mobile gig or, you know, owning your own shop or something like that. The easy way to get benefits and the easy way to be secure, not to, you know, blow up and make a whole bunch of money, but it's a really easy way to be secure and or to get security with benefits and things. Clay, is that what you, th- I mean, when you were working at a dealership, is, was that similar thoughts or what were you thinking? Yeah, no, I, I, it felt secure. I mean, you just went to work, you did your stuff, you got it done. Uh, the truck would come, the sales manager came out and he was like, well, yeah, I was there when they first opened up and he's like, well, you need it. So just buy whatever you need, which was kind of nice. I, I picked out a whole bunch of stuff and a lot of that stuff is still there. Like a DeWalt buffer that has not been used since I left. There's an extractor so, there that has not been used since I so left. That, that's, that's super funny. You say that, um, you know, we, we have, we have, we have, we have a much different marketing campaign than a lot of people you know, do yeah. on a nationwide forum, right? The way I talk and the way, you know, I specifically go after things like not shipping water for a reason, yeah. right? So when I was heavily marketing what the way we did it different here on a local level um, to compete against, you know, people that you were working with and other competitors is that's exactly what I would say. Hey, listen, I'm not pulling up in a big box truck. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. going to order it and then I'm going to deliver it. <coughs> Because what yeah. I heard over and over was, I'm tired of this trucks, big box trucks coming, just dropping up all this stuff. And I hell, I look at the bill and I don't even know what the hell this shit means. 
I mean, yeah. that's literally the way they say it, man. We're in Oklahoma. Like, and I go, uh, so the first guy that said that to me was Wes Trammell at Nissan, uh, Jackie Cooper Nissan. And, uh, you know, Wes had a big dip in half the time, and he always had one. He was a, a, a just this big bear of super fun guy. But, you know, in the summer, he'd get sweaty, so he'd keep a towel with him, and uh, he'd always spit in his Dr. Pepper 20-ounce uh, you know, uh -huh. bottle. But... Uh, but you know, that's what, that was, that was how I landed really my first account was letting him know, like, cause I heard from him directly. That's what he didn't like. And I heard it from over and over after service manager, after service manager. So, you know, we marketed heavy about, you know, it's a, it's a direct order. We're not going to come just drop off a bunch of shit. Yeah. Uh, so it was funny that you said that. We, yeah. we, that's why we market differently across the country where we just see things differently. Uh, Nick, do you have people that come to big box trucks or does does uh, Tesla do it different? Ooh, good question. I was about to, to jump in on this too. So we are like 20 feet from a Lexus dealership and our wash bays are actually back to back. Like the openings are like 50 feet from each other. They have a box truck that comes like every Monday and he parks in between us and, you know, he speaks his head and, hey, you guys need anything, you know, and really he's there for, for the Lexus dealer behind us. We order all of our stuff through like an internal portal and, and get everything that way. And we don't deal with box trucks or anything. We order everything online and it, it ships to us and that's that. I love all the right. box truck dude though because he has some really good stuff. He has some name brand stuff. He has some PS stuff and most importantly he carries gallons of ninety nine percent alcohol, which is kinda hard to find where I am. Mm. But other than that, everything we get online. All of our, all of our stuff. Hell, even our, even our, our polishers, our Rupes polishers that, you know, if we need to send out for servicing, we can set that up online and ship them out and stuff like that. We don't really have a guy that comes and says, Hey, do you need this service? Do you, do you need more product? Yeah, that's we, I've, I've felt. And so that's sort of like, like I said, so that's a lot of the reason why we mark the way we have. I saw that coming meeting with a distributor in Colorado Springs a couple of years ago. And that was his fear. I mean, he's a regular box truck guy and he goes, what's going to happen is he goes, Ford is just going to send their product down to the, all their stores and just send it direct. I, I definitely think that that's going to happen. I'm going to be a, a different change of the industry. Nick, what, I mean, who do you guys use for product? Is it just a, is it a Tesla product or McGuire's McGuire's McGuire's. Okay. I so, I, I, think, so... I think, I hope I'm allowed to say that, <laughs> uh -oh. um, but <laughs> we'll, we'll find out if somebody stops me. Oh, well, um, I work with through best polishers. Um, at least those are my go-tos for at work. We, we can get, at least I have a, a DeWalt, you know, classic old school, you know, polisher at my disposal if I want it, um, in my days as well. But, we run Rupes Polishers and we run Meguiar's and 3M products. So, um, 3M. Not quite the consumer line of Meguiar stuff, not like the gold class and the ultimate stuff. No. Nah, it's the detailer uh, the and line stuff, you know, the super degreaser, the wheel brightener, the ultra polishing wax, ultra finishing wax, the whole line of compounds, you know, the professional and detailing line of compounds, um, 3M professional stuff like sanding stuff. Sanding, so yeah. Pretty general yeah, stuff. All top of the line, great pretty, stuff. Pretty yeah. good stuff. It yeah, it's all great. Stuff. Damn well, in my opinion. Well, not many detailers get to use those, right? 
No, no. Not, not many. <laughs> not the three, especially not the three M stuff. I don't, I haven't heard anyone using that like every day. I've only used yeah. it in a couple of shops, like Nick was saying. I used that at Carmax that. when I worked there, and that was the only time I got to use three M. But it's funny you say that. My uh, my uh, teammate that's been there, what? He's four years longer than I have. I've been there two years. He's been there six now. He came from Carmax way back. Yeah, okay. Oh wow. CarMax, I, I learned a lot from CarMax. I, there was a lot that I could knock on CarMax, but I, I do take a lot of experience from CarMax. Some of the people that were there that trained me, um, they put you through those time trials. I mean, you only had 23 minutes in certain bays. Like on yeah. Wash Bay, you had 23 minutes. Interior, 23 minutes. If you were in the buffing bay, you had 23 minutes to go around the whole car and fix everything that you could. If you didn't get it all done, then it got pushed over. And if you got a car that was didn't have much on it, then you had to jump back on it. And that car would sit there until you could get on it. But you still only had that 23-minute period that you could buff. So I, I say that I learned how to speed buff, and it was with a DeWalt um, rotary, which I, I love that. I've got a DA, but I've used the Rupes. Um <laughs> And uh, but I'll go down back too to much. The DA. That Levi Gates twenty yeah. minute one step really takes on a whole new meaning, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you talk about you get like the the big Dewalts. You just cut cut through everything real quick, and then you go to one of the roof, especially the Mark Twos. It's like uh, mm-hmm. one little edge and stuff. It's bogging down. So I know on my my ball the G fifteen. I actually cut the uh, you know they have that plate that like that rubber gasket that sits around. I took a knife and cut that off because everyone's like, oh, you got to use the washer mod. I'm like, no, just cut the thing off and then you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> and then you get a little more, you get a little more, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I was taught on that DeWalt and I'll go to that every time that it's something like fixing a scratch, but um, I'll, I'll go to the DA every once in a while. Uh, especially when I've had to train other people, it's been nice to have the DA be like, mm. Hey, this is how you're going to do it. Because I've seen so many people screw stuff up with, <laughs> with a rotary. It's Nick, scary to admit. Uh, what did they do? You said, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it doesn't look like it's cooking with Nick. It looks like it's, uh, Snacking like, uh, with Nick. What you got? No, it looks take like out with uh, Nick. Oh yeah, Chinese with Nick. Chinese take Chinese takeout with so, Nick. What you I've been kicked out of the kitchen again. Mom is starting to cook tonight, so whatever. What? Um That's she terrible. made some mushroom vegan funky business. I wasn't about that. I went to a local barbecue joint and got barbecue nachos. They're a bit messy, so I'm eating them with a fork. Got it. I'm doing the uh, the old cauliflower pizza. Ooh. Okay, there you go. All right. I will tie on to the Dewalt buffer conversation. I've never used a rotary at all. Like, I have a – I personally own one of those Flex, I think the PE8, the mini rotaries yeah. with a free two and one inch. Yep. I'm not skilled enough to ro- with rotary to really be good with that thing. I need to get some, some more time on it. But I wanted some more time with rotary. So I went to work and we got ourselves old-fashioned DeWalt rotary. And I've been teaching myself rotary 
on soft Castle Black, and oh, okay, oh. but <laughs> oh. I'm, I haven't been doing much cutting with it. I've, I've just been trying to finish down, but Rupe's pads and Maguire's pads at my disposal, not too bad. Rupe's white with you know with like a finishing wax, not too bad. But then again, hey, I'm just gonna throw it out like, there. You don't have to spend a whole bunch of money. You could get a Max the jeweler, and those are awesome. I have I a buddy that get them anymore. Oh, you can't get them. Oh, you can't. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, Marty's man. got. He's got the. He's got the Max Shine, the M15 Pros. Just get. Max just get Shine that is one. Who okay. we use, Yeah, it's who we use yeah. to private label that. And when it came time, I was like, listen, I, I, at that point, I realized I didn't really want to be in the the. <laughs> In the polisher, uh, polisher business, I, I tried to help uh, you out, man. I really yeah. appreciate that, Clay. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Nick, the master jeweler was my my Gary V twenty seventeen flip challenge. So when I looked at, uh, <laughs> uh, he challenged everybody to just get something and flip it. And he talked about people just going to garage sales and just getting something to flip it. And I went, no, I got to look at something in the industry that I can buy and then flip to the industry because i think the industry needs it and at that time we didn't have many polishers now we got yeah. fucking insane yeah. amount of polishers and it just no, like, I was like everybody makes like a long throw you get a long throw yeah. you get a long throw yeah everybody makes one yeah hell yeah. even sherhold came out with one like what a couple years back like a hundred yeah. yes they, yes they did yes they uh, did i was at a dealership yesterday that they get you know i'd Cause we used to get them. So I just told them to go down there and get them little paint sprayers. And that's why they'll put on tire shine or they'll use those little, uh, pneumatic, uh, jitterbugs to put on wax and stuff like that. And I just say, Hey, go down there and get them. Well, so he says, Hey, they have a, uh, a DA. I think it was like 70 bucks huh? or something. Yeah. Woo! Like, like if you're in a pinch and you need a DA, go to fucking Harbor Freight and get one for 70 bucks. Like what the yeah, hell? No. My, my that, Harbor Freight, that Bowers is that Bowers Harbor that DA is actually not bad. It's not bad. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I've heard it's actually not the worst starter polisher ever. It's better than the quarter cable. Like, I, have, like, little, <laughs> I still got my my seventy four twenty four. Still the original. I still have it. I keep it in the truck just in case. Oh man! Nice. If all my polishers fail. It's like, oh shit! Like I got my. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I've got one of those Surehold, like old, like this is actually my first polisher, and my neighbor gave it to me for free. So, I don't care how bad it is; it's free. It's a win. Um, it's like one of those old Surehold short throws. I don't know if it's a five or eight millimeter. I put it through the ringer. I ran over the cord, replaced it. I've done some. De pretty decent corrections with it, but it was time. I bit the bullet, and uh -oh. we decided. Uh oh, here we go. We need a drum roll, Derek. Where's the drum roll? It was time, and we did it. Oh, Mark oh, three. Oh, no. Oh, no. I could not get it through work. Well, I didn't hey, try. I looky who it work. is. Fresh from uh, fresh from vacation, been Ooh, in paradise. He's been up? relaxing and chilling. <laughs> what's going How's on? How's it feel to be back uh, among us uh, land lovers? <laughs> uh, jet lagged and tired. <laughs> Man, thanks for thanks for hopping on. I appreciate it. 
minutes. So chill out, relax. <laughs> yeah. Clay, uh, this is Brandon. Mm. Brandon uh, today, I think, actually went to uh, a dealership to make a sales call. How'd they go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tried that. Uh, well, I stopped by a few dealerships, but the, uh, I stopped by a Maserati and Lotus dealership. And like Maserati's, like, if I'm when I hit my midlife crisis, like Maserati's gonna be the car I get. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> no, like the, the grand, like, the grand, the grand, Tur the Turismo V8 ones, they sound so good. It's like that's my, that's my midlife crisis car, but so yeah, good. I stopped by there today and the guy had like eight cars out. That's like all he had. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't know where we're going from here. So it's like kind of scary to think, you know, big name dealership like that would only have about eight cars out on the lot. Damn. All right. So what, I mean, Nick, how many cars do you normally have on a lot? Clay, what do you guys see? What's, what's a normal. Oh, my God. Oh God that hurts so heavily. Oh my God. So they're flipping cars. I, not flipping. I, I don't get any brand new cars. I don't touch anything that's new off the truck. All I touch is trade-ins. And um, every once in a while, I so last week, I got two trucks that did come off the transporter truck because the transporter damaged them. So I just had to bust mm. the front bumpers oh. because they scratched them up a little bit. But does happen. I mean, <laughs> it happens, yeah. So that's about the only time that I touch that. Um but they're, it, this is a small town in Wagner, Wagner, Oklahoma. It's not very big. It's no bigger than Muskogee. Um, but they're, they're dealing with enough trade-ins. Um, and then he buys stuff from the auction that I'm getting about 30 or 40 a month um, that what I get to Chevy deal with. Is a Chevy store? It's a GMC Buick store. GMC. It's Buick GMC. But... All right, so uh, Brandon went into into a much higher end. So you got plenty of cars, yes. but the higher end uh, is not looking so good where you're at. Brandon? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, all the other lots for I mean, like Cadillac and all them look Audi, all that look pretty full. But like this one place, like they usually even have like pretty high end like trade ins, you know. And yeah, it was about dead in the water. So, so you think that they're so gonna, I, I even went I went to some buy here pay here lots and I you know that kind of seemed kind of those, maybe has some promise on that but you know that that one just it just surprised me you know when I a high-end dealership like that and they wouldn't have hardly nothing going on what about <clears> a Chevy <throat> Ford or you know like he's at GMC what do you have there for that all, all those lots they were slap full you know they they're they're full their used car inventories filled up but it's just, it just, like I said, that one kind of real high end, you know, I just stopped in there just because, like I said, Maserati's like, that's the car. I, I, that's like my favorite car. And then they have those little, uh, what are they, a Lotus Elise? I mean, things are ugly as sin, yeah. but, you know, people like them too. So. <laughs> <clears throat> those are like the most ugliest cars I've ever seen, but, you know, people love them. So, yeah. So, what, what was so shocking to you about them? Did did they think that they were going to get more, or did you feel like they're about to go out of business? That this place has been around since I was a kid. You know, same spot, and uh, you know they've always had you know the high end cars, they've high end trading cars, you know, Range Rovers, and you know really high end cars. I just you know, I 
just start just all I can say is no, right? So <laughs> just figure out stop being and like I said, it was like the like the play, dude that owned the place is who I was talking to today. And I, like I almost felt bad for him because he seemed kind of like like, like he's almost heartbroken. Cause like I said, that place has been ever since I can remember it's been there. Hmm. So do you think that's part of a sign or not? I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I think people are going to start hanging on to their cars more, for sure. A used car is going to be more valuable than a, a new car. You know, come here, come this, you know, coming soon. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm at a, a Buick GMC dealership, and some of the stuff coming through here is hitting like 90000 for a car. So I can't imagine buying a a car like that, one of the newer ones. <laughs> All right, hey Clay. So another another guy that messaged in earlier about you know what, um, and this would be good for Brandon to hear too. And I I think all of us is, you know, what's what's kind of the sales point, right? Like, what? Why would a dealership want to work with you? beyond quality right now so let's just yeah. let's let's okay. let's go with quality at first right quality yeah. we want to we want to lead with quality a lot of times because not just that because you're going to clean a car better right that's not the dealership doesn't really care that you're going to clean a car better the dealership cares that you're going to be able to clean a car better so that they can sell it faster right yes. so let's let's go with quality so that they can make their money back faster first of all, is where we need to lead or quality through the service drive so that their CSI score stays high because CSI yeah. is what yeah. makes, makes them money. So as detailers, we got to put our business hats on and go different than just quality is I just do awesome work. Quality that makes them more money is really where you don't want to push. So besides quality, <laughs> what are some other sales points that, uh, that you might lead with so okay when i went in there I, I went in and i was like i'll be there i'll be on the spot so as soon as you get a car out of the, the mechanic shop or the body shop because sometimes at, at kevin grover i mean it'll go into the shop and then they'll decide if it needs to go to the body shop if it doesn't it comes straight back to me and they put them up on a board i take care of them i i jump on the first one that's there i'm staying up with them the cars aren't staying on the board more than they're staying within a three-day period because they don't want them to be up there longer than that they want it on front front lot so they can sell it um so i try to get them out as fast as possible um i'm there for them to do that if i need to stay later i stay later um but usually it ends up being nine to five i come in at eight but i could be there at nine um, but all right, so so basically, you just basically said security. Yes. So I'm right, there. So I, they they are my biggest customer. That's what I told them. I said, "You are my number one customer. I have other customers, but I'm here for you. Like they are, they are my number one customer right now. Um, service based I, business, right? We can still go yes. back to hey, remember we're a service based, and if we lead with how incredible the service is quality, but also in service, we want to make sure we take care of somebody's needs. That's a massive yes. important in service. So their need is to get that car back out on the lot. And if, if they, 
right? Now, part of the service not everybody likes. Let, let's go yeah. into some of that hard-pressed part of the service. You got a used car manager, a new car manager breathing down your throat. You got a, you got a service manager that, hey, that car just came out of, uh, you know, off the lift. It's supposed to be on the lot yesterday. You got to get it done. Uh, you know, how, what's that dynamic look like on a sales point? How can we go in and sell based off of those points? Is that a, is that a sellable thing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the detail shop that had their this contract before me, um, they were taking forever to get the cars back to them. Um, I'm there. The car never leaves the lot. I'm in the back. Um, the car goes straight from the mechanic base straight back to me, gets put on the board. I'm staying up with all the cars, so there's never more than like three or four that's on the board but they're constantly coming back, but I'm keeping up with them. So the service manager brings a car back. Uh, Kevin has come back and he's been like, we need to bump this car up in front of all the others because there's a need for this one to be on the lot. So I can change. I can do whatever they want me to do. Um, I'm flexible with them. I'm, I'm, I'm making the same amount of money, no matter what. Was, they're just happier picking how they want them done. Um, but going in with that and uh, I, I have one other thing and it's, it's gotten over my mind right now. I'm trying to remember it. No worries. <laughs> no worries. Derek, when, I mean, in, in where you're at in detailing to part-time and having a full, like, and you're listening to this, what goes to your mind? Is that, do you think that you, you could see that as maybe an opportunity or is that something you go, no, I'm out. I just don't want anything to do with it. Um, well, I actually, I was going to ask, I had a, I had a situation with a Honda dealership. Uh, it was kind of funny. It's, uh, where my wife bought her car from. Um, the guy had a Porsche and he, uh, called me to come take a look at it. So he was like one of the general managers. I don't, I'm not sure how the structure worked in the dealership, but he told me he was a general manager, but I'm pretty sure he was just like a high earned sales manager. So I got to the dealership, took a look at the Porsche. It, it needed, a, he wanted to get it, you know, paint correction done. He wanted to get it ceramic coated. But at the dealership, they had an in-house detailing, like, but it, it wasn't like in-house. It was more like it was the, there was a detail shop in the same lot as the dealership. So, you know, cars would come off the truck or get traded in. They would go into like a used car lot and then they would take care of the cars. So me and this guy started talking back and forth. Uh, he was telling me I'd have my own space and I could either do them at the dealership or I could do them at this like lot where they kept the other used cars um, but they were talking like 80 bucks a car. And I was like, $8 a car. Like, what are you guys looking gun? They wanted like full, no matter what the car looked like, used car, they want it completely done. Now you're that 200 bucks a car. You're talking about clay. That, that was, that's where I was depending on what they wanted done. I mean, I had a, I had a body shop that I was doing stuff for where it was 150 bucks a car and it didn't matter, but they were buying used cars. So I, my, my only question is when, for, are you doing like full on, like, no matter what the car needs, or is it more like vacuum everything out, shampoo, dirt stains, maybe go around the car once with an all-in-one and then out to the lot? All right, and so Clay, before you – Clay, hold on. Before you ask that, so Derek, that's I love the question because mm -hmm. we've actually brought that up, right, uh, when, when I've talked to a couple different people about dealerships because here's the thing is as detailers, we have a package that's designed for retail. Yes, Right? And so we think, uh, you know, we think that way. 
there is a changeover, right? So some of the theory of why detailers might not want to work with dealerships is they hold a package to package level and those, those aren't apples to apples, right? Um, now a full detail is a full detail, but there's mm. all kinds of different stuff that can vary in between. So I, I love it that you asked that question. I think it's a, th I think it's a hurdle that a lot of detailers have to overcome of seeing that there's, there's actually a difference in what you're going to do inside the, the detail, which mm. makes that $200 price point just so amazing. Play yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, man, I, I get the car in, I do the vacuum, I do the shampoo. Um, if, I mean, if it needs it, um, there, I had a car come in the other day. It was a 2021. It only had 7,000 miles on it. So I didn't shampoo the carpets. It didn't need it. I didn't need to waste my product or my time. So no, I didn't shampoo that carpet. It looked fine after I vacuumed it and blew it out. I, I use a tornador um, before I vacuum. That helps out a lot. Um, and I, I did everything else. I wiped everything down, uh, did the seats, uh, wiped all the dash and all the doors and everything down, windows inside out. Now, if it needs to be polished, like I'll do a one step with it and that can stay within the $200. But if I'm taking out extra scratches, anything else that's above that. The other day, there's a kid there that's at the dealership that's really wanting to get into YouTube. So he's like, hey, man, can I film you when you're doing anything? And I'm like, oh, why not? No. It's free advertisement, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so he's posting all this stuff. The other day, we did a uh, – I had this Dodge – or no, this PMC Dooley that uh, the guy had – pinstripes uh the pinstriper came in and put his name on it in a phone number and i had to polish that off so he he filmed me doing that and i charged extra for it i mean it i charged a hundred dollars more because i had to peel all the vinyl decaling off um and i had to take off the pinstriping and the he didn't bat an eyelash at it and like, yeah. okay because they're gonna flip that car and make their money back they'll make oh, yeah. more money at that oh yeah off, right so yeah. this is Especially some of the dually, man. working inside those situations where you can find ways to make even more money but let's go back over real quick clay uh zero uh rent when you made those transactions zero <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just keep going i, I just want to keep going over that like it's it's really incredible <laughs> So let's say you bring somebody on, right? So yeah. then you got to share some of that 200 and let's say you, you share it out at, you know, now you're bringing back and you're paying them what $85. That's a great pay for, you know, if, if a detailer is going to pay yeah. it for you. Man, and we were paying people $40 a car. In exactly. Exactly. So, right? <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's why I didn't go to that point. That's why I said 85, like, like yeah. pay somebody really, really well, and they'll they'll, and they'll do, do that. well. Yeah, they'll yeah. do incredibly well. There's a lot of great detailers that are at dealerships. They're just yeah, really underpaid, and you know, and, and they eighty-five can do a down, eighty-five a car is way more car than is, a dealership's gonna pay. It's incredible, so, and you're yeah. making two hundred after insurance, after all your different stuff. You would walk away with sixty-five to seventy dollars. Yeah, and no rent. 
no like like we could just keep going over that like yeah. you just literally pound out and that's what i'm saying when i've met these owners of these companies that have and i mean that we say on-site because that's what we know here but it's just it's an on-site platform right you're going into a dealership on-site and doing the details for them to be able to then set up another one and another one and another one to where you're making, not even touching a car, not even blinking an eye, you're paying someone exceptionally well and still walking away with 60, 70, 80, $100 per car at 30 to 40 a dealership times the third, the fourth, the fifth, the tenth deal. Like it's a really, lot of money. Is the way oh, it's incredible. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Oh my God. So, I mean, that's in, and like I said earlier, like there's, there's a lot of people that are going after dealerships now on the sales side, Carnivana yeah. room and inside dealerships, they know that service is going to have to be their key to survive. Yeah. Right. This isn't a, this isn't just a dealership inside the service side to be able to solve a problem. This is a dealership as a whole, right? Yeah. You could even go to where Nick's at, right? They are really yeah. trying to impact the dealer model, right? They are, yeah. they are disruptor. So yeah. then you've got the other people that are disrupting the model. It comes a great time for us to come in as service to say, Hey, let us help you do better in all this chaos. Yeah. And then to make 75 bucks and not touch a car. There's yeah. very few shops, very, very few shops that could do that yeah i mean it, another thing i i meant to say this when we were talking about what you can throw at the dealership when you're you're offering your services they don't have to pay your workers comp because i i signed a deal saying that i've covered myself if i get hurt on your lot don't worry about it it's on yeah. me. um i pay for my own insurance what do you got to mm -hmm. pay for your own insurance if you're mobile? You got to pay for it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're paying for that. I, I do customer cars still. I have to have the insurance for them. I have insurance for the dealership. They're not paying my insurance. I've been paying my insurance since I was mobile, my own business. So I'm paying that. So that's my health insurance. That's you got to pay your health insurance no matter what, or just don't have it. But, um, that that's a huge thing to them. They're not paying for a salary. They're not paying for insurance uh, on you health wise. They're not paying insurance on you for being back there. Um, they don't have to worry about workers' comp insurance on you. They don't have to worry about chemicals. They don't have to worry about Clayton, all that. All the all those things become headaches to a yeah. service mm. manager that really is concerned. He wasn't, you know, the service manager himself was probably was turning wrenches back in the day that then built himself up yeah. through to where now he's managing the service department. That's his focus. His focus isn't on knowing yeah. how to clean a car and his focus yeah. really isn't on managing the guys that are back there cleaning the car. You, Clay, you're, you're, a, you're a unicorn, right? I mean, you, you understand that as you look back through the dealerships and the different guys that have worked with you. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's not a, it's not a thing against them. Right. It's no. just, but no. you know, but, but those guys are the normal guys inside or gals inside of a dealership. 
when you look yeah. back at them and if you were a service manager, would you have really wanted to manage them? No, not at yeah, all. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. no. I don't want to put up with our crap. No, man. <clears throat> no, yeah. I, it's hard to find good work. And that's what I'm worried about hiring an employee. But I mean, I right. So, so this is it. my answer. This is this is the answer that I found for just us small guys, right? Like, the, I I I really like the idea of going after somebody who's going to bring people to you, right? Instead of just putting out there and going, you know, hey, I'm a I'm, I'm I've got job openings, right? Find a staffing company that you like that you can work with, and let them bring candidates to you. You don't yeah, like them. Yeah. Hey, you just call them and they come and bring you somebody new, right? Yeah. You can flow through it to where they're the ones responsible for bringing you the people. By the way, they're the ones also responsible for paying those people's workers comp. So that big nasty bill yeah. that the dealership didn't want from workers comp, you don't want either. So let them take that bill, yeah. right? There's yeah. a lot of different ways of trading off headaches for using then another service for your own self so that you can then specify how you'll make the most money for your own business. So I, yeah. man, listen, I, I love talking about this stuff and I love being able to yeah. you know, go through journey into, and, and we're going to do another couple series on it. So uh, hopefully uh, we will all get a lot of info out of it, but I think it's time, Derek. I think it's time for the, uh, the tab out question of the night. Uh, let's say it's going to be pretty saucy. Oh, oh. <laughs> I got a good one. I got a good one this week. I've been having some lame ones. This is a good one. It's a bit of a story. Here we go. So you've been out drinking at the bar. You're having a good time with your best bud and you're on your way home. And all of a sudden, those hot wings that you had at the bar are starting to start to do some rumblies in your tumblies. Uh, so you stop off at you stop off at a gas station and you go to run inside and oh. You forgot your mask at the bar and your buddy's like, bro, you can't borrow my mask. And it, you got to evacuate. You got to make a deposit in the gas station. What do you do? So they're not letting me in because I don't have a mask. No, you ain't got no mask. You can't get in. Your buddy's like, oh, what sir. It's, what do you, you got to make a deposit. What do you do? At a gas station. Then you're, it's your, this is your, I'm asking the lady if she's got some napkins. Oh, Jesus. First of all. Hey, it's a gas station. They have them out by the pump. <laughs> hey, for towels, okay? And if all else fails, you got the squeegee. Oh! Oh! That's got that, that, that old blue water in there? Like... No. <laughs> There's been on you so many windshields that every day. At, <laughs> forbidden by day water. Oh, they still no. got that old that old blue water. Oh my god! Oh, All no. right, Clay. So, what's your answer? What are you gonna do? And I'd go out behind the shop, make sure I had something to. <laughs> with, but... All right, Nick. All right. Honestly, if I were in the situation and you absolutely, it's have it's cold red. It's co it's cold red. Absolutely have to. <laughs> the first thing you do, you have to make sure that there is at, at least either a dumpster, ideally, 
or a secluded, you know, trash can somewhere on the edge of the property. Go out in the woods, do your thing. If you have to, you can use your, your, your drawers, your underwear to clean up if you have to and deposit said garments in the dumpster and go on about your business until you get home. The fallout fails. I have heard of that, actually. I have heard of that. I have heard. I had a similar situation happen, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell that story later. Brandon. So this is a personal experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a personal experience. It was a rough night. But Brandon. <laughs> I got a Hussein bolt it to the bathroom or uh, and hope you just don't get caught or kind of sneak, you know, recon through there, you know. I like it. So you you were like, no, I'm just gonna run. Sir, sir, sir. I got my I got my hand mask on. I you come back out with your toilet paper. You know, make your mask while you're while you're doing your business. You just do you know, make your mask out of the toilet paper. I mean, that would be a gut check for the person that's uh, that's uh, running that register, whether or not they're going to let Corona or you. Uh, <laughs> what's going on? The, the real question is, do you go to this gas station often? Because if you don't, just run in and get it done. You literally pull the thing. I don't live here and just go in, get you done, run out. <laughs> I don't, I don't live here. So I, I didn't go that far with it because I figured, because there's some, right, Clay? There's some here that you got to go get a key and you got to do certain things. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are the worst, right? Like, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've taken a piss everywhere, right? Like, I've always had small, like, I, I'll pee everywhere. I can pee and I just, but I've never really had this problem of having to take a shit somewhere. I, but I would probably, I, I would, the naked go from the dump. Like I've pissed inside. I've pissed around dumpsters, but I've never taken a shit around them. In or around a dumpster, be looking out for snakes. I got the picture in my head of Marty just like sitting on top of one of those like I, I don't know like eight foot by eight foot, you know, like seven foot tall dumpsters, just like just sitting on top of it. Like, hey, what's up, man? What you doing? Like, what are Sitting you doing? Sitting on top? No, hell no. <laughs> now, I was talking about around the side. You, How the hell am I going to get up on an eight-foot dumpster, man? You lean your back up against problem. the side. <laughs> oh, right, Derek, what's, what's your story? How'd you, how'd you come up with that? Oh, man. Um, well, I alluded to uh, I had a when I was younger I had a situation up at the I went up to the, uh, the park up at school, and I just it hit me, it hit me all of a sudden I had to run out into the woods find me a nice log leaned up against like a, a, a stick, and take take care of some things and uh, we had to use leaves to uh, to to clean up afterwards and uh, hey man that's home. a normal thing in Colorado. Well, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's standard. So now, now, more recently, I was at a uh, a shop where the guy was like, listen, like, we don't have like enough pressure here. So like you can pee, just go out in the woods. But like, if you got to do anything else, like the toilet, it's going to get backed up. So you can't use it. So we're out doing a car. My, 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 uh, I had my brother with me. He looks at me and he goes, Hey, uh, uh, I gotta, I gotta use the, I gotta use the bathroom. And I was like, well, here, here's the keys to the truck. He goes, no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to take the truck. Like I can, I can just go. He's like, I was like, so what are you going to do? He's like, 
I'll be right back. So the dude hands him a toilet paper and he runs all the way out in the woods, all the way out. And the owner comes over and he goes, do you, uh, you go out in the woods, take care of some things? He's like, yeah. He goes, uh, which way did you go? And he points like, oh, over there. He goes, wait, over there? And he's like, yeah. And he pointed. He goes, no. He goes, the guy had, the neighbor had, had deer trail cameras set up on the property. <laughs> like, now, and he awesome. goes. And he goes, he goes, he goes, I don't, I don't, I'm just going to let you know right now, you're probably on a trail camera. And my brother goes, well, this is, you know, saw my ass doing something. And then they then kept going. I went back there last weekend and the guy was like, yeah, the neighbor came up to us. It was like, <laughs> I didn't speak to the neighbor, but I, I haven't told my brother yet. I got to tell him like, Pat, like they saw your ass on, uh, on trail camera, the, fucking up their forest. The deer ain't coming there no more. So. But yeah, oh, he's gonna be real healthy though. I, I can tell you that. Yeah, right, but I hey, I I gotta get off here. I got some kids that I gotta put to bed. Have a good one. Oh yeah, we're hopping right. off too, man. It's, it's yeah, about that time. Clay, thanks so much for thank thanks you, so Clay. Much for that was thing, man. Give yeah. me some ideas. Yeah, if y'all need anything, contact me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's uh. KC underscore detail underscore. KC underscore. All right. I'll probably be hitting you up because, like I said, that auto dealership is sounding pretty good now. Yeah, man. Give me a call. Hit me up on there and I'll get you hooked up. Send me that link, DJ. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Brandon, right. thanks no. for hopping on. I know uh, I know you just got back from your trip. John, thanks for hopping in for just a minute. Nick. And Not a Dad. problem. Yeah, man. Good to see you guys. Enjoy your night. Have a good one, guys. All right, y'all. See you. See you, guys. Episode over. Leave us a review, and we will see you on the Community Pub Wednesday nights at 730 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub Wednesday nights, 730 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy.